Nation, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining me with Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Caselli, bringing you another jam-packed episode. Today is Wednesday, December 4th, abs with a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto this time. Uh, we will preview that later on. Uh, some injury updates. We're going to hear from Coach Bednar in a press conference, which pretty much uh, the only thing you can really ask this guy at this point in time um, is injury updates. Um, obviously, everybody knows the Avs are playing well, but everybody wants to know who's on the mend and when they're returning, and he kind of gives us some pretty good updates on some uh, imperative players that might be making their way back uh, during this three-game road trip. And we will get into the three stars of last week, not named Nathan. And uh, I don't really give your typical three stars just based on points and how they did last week. It's more broadening the spectrum, and you will see uh, in, in the three stars that I hand out, which are so highly coveted, I know. Uh, so there's a lot of things we got to get to today. But we're going to start really quick. And I promised you yesterday I wouldn't go all in on the Taylor Hall thing. Uh, but quickly, they fired their coach today. <laughs> um, does this mean anything? In, in, the, in, the, in the media world, they're going to blow it up and say, oh, here comes the fire sale. They start with the head coach, and here comes, uh, you know, maybe this, they'll be quick to move some players. Um, we'll see. We'll see. N- nobody knows, but... When things like this happen, this seems to be like the tipping point, and then players one by one start finding their way out of out of that team. Like like uh, who's who's the team? Like the the uh, Miami Dolphins, complete fire sale. Like th- something we've never seen before. New Jersey's not going that route, but sometimes it starts with the coach, and then the players. That's all that's left is next in line. So, uh, does this mean it's going to happen again by the end of the year? <sighs> Go back and listen to yesterday's show. It's all up in the air. We have no idea how this is going to happen. It's probably I still think it's going to play out right up until the deadline end of February. But this is a, a step uh, in the direction of maybe New Jersey thinking, let's just get a deal done. Uh, but again, they're not going to jump at the first thing that's thrown at them. So we still got some time, but I just thought it was very interesting that the Devils fired John Hines, and we'll see where this all goes. It's going to be must-see TV. So let's get into uh, Coach Bednar's press conference. Uh, talks about the upcoming road trip uh, and possible players that are returning. And um, talks about Nikita Zadorov for a brief moment, which we don't talk too much about him on the show, and maybe we should. Maybe he's like the odd man out in this team of uh, someone who's playing well but is just not getting the notoriety. Um, and we'll kind of discuss that after we hear from Coach Bednar, Bednar in his press conference. So here's that. Yeah, we'll see how to, I mean, today he's still in protocol, right? So that's his first day skating with contact. So if everything goes well, it's a possibility he'll play Toronto. Yeah. And of course, uh, Gabriel Stone-Red, will he yeah. remain here on the trip? No, he's going to come on the trip too. And then with Nico, was it today a maintenance day? Maintenance day, yeah. And then what's the latest with Andre's still upper body, worked out today. Um, he's progressing, hopefully here. And uh, he won't come on the road trip to start, but there's a possibility he'll meet the team. And then with Colin, 
Collins, uh, he's going to, he's opted to have surgery, so he's out long term. You said he had surgery? He's going to have surgery. Oh, going to yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the, uh, is shoulder then? Uh, no, Wilson's lower body. Would you expect him to go to play? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he just took the day off. He didn't have a setback or anything, but you guys are just rolling back his time on the ice. Is that it? Is yeah, just we just want to make sure we're putting him in the best possible situation to succeed. So if he needs a little time before we go Toronto, then we'll give it to him. Played real well the other night, so <laughs> we'll... Uh, just keep talking to him and seeing how he's feeling and play it from there. If Landeskog is, is, is clear to go on the road, is, is there a chance that he could play then uh, on, on Wednesday against Toronto? I haven't put a, a timetable on his return yet. He's kind of where we were with Miko last week. Want to get him in some practices, get him working with the guys, and then we'll make a decision on which day we want to uh, you know, in, in communication with him, we'll make a decision together on which day he's going to play. Is it kind of the same thing, too? You've got a back-to-back, and you're not sure if uh, you want him to play both of those? Yeah, there's, that's part of it, yeah. I don't have an update on Johnson. He's still out, I guess you'd call it week-to-week. Week. Yeah. Is he not going to travel then? Johnson won't travel, no. As far as just kind of the way you guys have I mean, how much importance is it for you to kind of make sure that everyone's feeling well? Because it seems like while you're coaching, it's also about how do you manage health. I mean, is that always part of your job or more so now than, than ever before you Well, more so now for sure because of the not just the seriousness of some of the injuries and the guys coming off them, but the, you know, the, the sheer number of injuries. So um, we have healthy guys here that have been playing real well and, um, we don't want to rush anyone back at this point in the year, you know. So we'll continue to do what's right by the individual and, and, and for the team. Yeah. Can you just clarify in terms of Burakovsky, is he traveling or no? He's not, he's not going to start on the trip. There's a possibility he could join us. Yep. You mentioned after the Edmonton game, one of the challenges of the world. Yeah. It seems like when he was out there against Patrick Kane, it was kind of the same thing. He was Exactly. Well, yeah, that's what we're hoping. I, I thought those were the, you know, the last three games were probably the three best games he's grouped together all season. Um, steady force back there, played physical, ended a lot of plays, getting quick to contact in the D zone. Such a big guy when he's using his skating that he's hard to get around, and, and we saw that in all three games against Edmonton and then both against Chicago. So hopefully he can keep that going and keep progressing from there. Yeah, I haven't decided just yet. We'll, we'll split them for the, for the um, back-to-back. He just took a high stick, yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, kind of a little bit of a different subject, but talking to different guys about uh, Valerian Shushkin, is he, hey, he's a quiet guy, but a really nice guy. I mean, what have you kind of gotten to know about him away from the ice? I mean, is he talking with you guys in meetings, or is he pretty silent, or how would you describe him? I'd say he's a quiet guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think uh, he's a real nice guy. Everyone likes him, and he 
He works extremely hard when he's at the rink, both in the gym and on the ice. And, um, you know, I think we're seeing, starting to see what we wanted to see right out of training camp. Like, he's been a really good player for us the whole, you know, the whole season. But now he's starting to contribute on the offensive side of things. I think he's using his size and strength more, protecting pucks and hanging on to pucks. He's not turning over as many pucks. So in turn, like, his, his game and, and his line mate's game is starting to really come together. They were really good in the Chicago series. Yeah, so the Chicago, the Golden Cap, no, that's something we see a lot, you know, even in practice and when he's skating in games. I mean, he's he's kind of busted away from some guys even prior to that. He just was unable to capitalize, and we talked about it early. He was creating, like, just on his own, a couple of real good scoring chances a night, and so keeps doing the right things. It's a matter of time before <clears throat> he gets rewarded. All right, so some things to unravel there with uh, Coach Bednar's press conference. Obviously, things that we kind of know, Matt Calvert in the concussion protocol and Gabriel Landeskog should join the team by the end of this uh, road trip, which is kind of what we said yesterday. I just, you know, gut going off gut feeling, thinking that both of them will be there for the Bruins game. He did mention, uh, talking about, uh, in particular, Gabe Landeskog, there's no timetable on his return, but you know they're not. That's just saying we're not going to give you a, an exact date. They, we know that it's going to be during this three-game road trip, and he kind of likened it to Miko Rantanen when he returned, and he was close, and he was back in practice. Uh, he was not in a red jersey, so he was going full contact. I don't know if Landeskog is there yet. I think he is. I think he did a practice without a red. Uh, sweater on, which means he's full go. Uh, you can, you know, they're they're hitting. They're not really going light on him, and then they reassess. Same exact thing that Miko Rantanen did, and he needed a, another couple of days. We all know the story. Came back against Chicago in the game two of the back to back, and had his four game, uh, four point game, in two periods. Played amazing. Uh, if we can get that with Gabe Landeskog, who wouldn't want that? So I think they're going to take their time. And he even said towards the end, this is still technically early in the season. So why rush these guys back? Um, if it was playoff time, again, they would be there. So we'll see. Um, I think they're going to not – I think they're going to do what they did with Miko Rantanen because they were doing a back-to-back against Chicago. They're doing a back-to-back. This is with Montreal and Boston. But um, why play them in the first game and then have to reassess for game two and not know if they can go right then and there? Just let them rest, get them in for the second game in Boston. I'm not trying to weigh Montreal against Boston. Obviously, Boston is the better team, uh, so you want your your A game against them, and having Calvert and Landeskog back for that game makes the most sense. Uh, Miko did not practice. He said he just had maintenance day. No worries there. I know everybody wants to freak out because he didn't play the third. Everybody calm down. He had four points. They were up seven to two. Didn't need to play the third. First game back. Just some maintenance. He's fine. Burkowski won't join the team immediately, but may by the end. I don't... Again, this is going off just gut feeling. I don't feel like... Sure, maybe he'll join them. I just don't get the gut feeling that he is going to play against Boston. Uh, We know Eric Johnson. We finally have 
a time frame on him in terms of, uh, you know, is he day to day? Is he month to month? He's week to week and he will not travel with them as coach Bidner said. So that's a little bit of a hit on the defensive end, uh, clearly going up against a, a recently improved Toronto team and obviously Boston. So uh, I mentioned before listening to Bednar speak about him uh, mentioning Nikita, Dezor- Nikita Zadorov, and he he's he basically flat out. And I was just surprised that the press even asked about Zadorov because they don't really all they really seem to care about is injuries, McKinnon, uh, Kale McCarr, and other than that. Um, and they did not ask anything about Taylor. Taylor Hall are not going to do that. That's ridiculous to even go down that road uh, with a head coach right now. Um, but I, I, I like the fact that they just asked him about Zadorov, and Zadorov has been in the doghouse of Bednar a couple times. Not all the time, but he was a guy that I, I kept an eye on last year around the trade deadline. Not that he was name was getting thrown around. Just concerned that because he there's times where he didn't have a lot of ice time. There's a couple times he was a healthy scratch. He was even a healthy scratch earlier this year. That could have been just because it was so early in the season and coaches do that. But because of the history that Zadorov has had while Jared Bednar has been the coach, you didn't really know. Uh, he's He has been, like I said, his, his ice time has been diminished in the past for a couple games. I think a lot of that has to do with stupid penalties that Zadorov will give you and he will give you those and, and Jared Bednar doesn't like no coach likes that some, some like the the hard work ethic uh, penalties um, but Bednar does not like stupid penalties nobody does he won't stand for it other coaches might leave you in and kind of work on it in between games or in practice Jared Bednar, Bednar has no problem pulling you and he's made that clear with Zadorov and Graves. He did it with too. He was not happy how he was playing. I think it was again. It might have been against the Maple Leafs the last time they played the Maple Leafs. Uh, pulled him right off the ice, and he I think he had maybe ten minutes of ice time, which he gets a little bit more than that. So um, the fact that Bednar was asked about Zadorov and he was very honest. He's always an honest guy. He he will tell you if he's not. He's not going to scream and yell and. He's not that built built that way, and he's not going to drag you through the mud in, uh, with the press. But he will word it in a way where when you go back and listen to that, you know what point he's trying to make. And if you're the player he's talking about, uh, you, you your ears perk up because <laughs> he, he words it in a way that you know uh, you got to do better. And I think Zadorov knows that. I think Zadorov knows you got to do better. He he's a He's a big guy. He's going to be an imposing figure. He's going to take penalties because he is aggressive. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes, um, I'll take a, a, a minor penalty on an aggressive play. And I, I just can't, there's sometimes where I just shake my head on some of the penalties he takes because he knows he's, he knows he's drawing a penalty, but he does it anyway. And I think they've, he still has a lot of penalty minutes. I'm pretty sure he leads the team. I don't see why he wouldn't. I didn't look it up, but I think he's led the team every year he's been there, which makes sense. That's that's part of his game. But he is is taking I'm I'm not hanging my head so far this year with maybe early in the year, maybe then that's when Jared Bednar benched him 
I think he did have some of those penalties. And I remember thinking, like, here we go again, another season of stupid Zadorov penalties. But it hasn't really materialized. I think he's kind of capped it. He he really is is playing the game to his strengths, but smart. And that's exactly what Bednar alluded to. Um, and I think you know you can see the benefits of the team because he's a good defender. He really he's, he's that enforcer, not enforcer in, in the old sense of the word, but he he is that figure that teams love to have. And, and knowing that there's a guy back there that will punish you. And if they didn't have that in Zadorov, I don't know if they would really have it. Maybe the next guy that's even close to that is Eric Johnson, but he does not have the, 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 the brute strength that Nikita Zadorov does. Mentioned uh, Nachuskin. Now he's kind of a popular guy in the locker room, and now he's a quiet guy. Uh, I, I just I, I have a, a liking for this, this guy for some reason, and I just want to see him continue to do well. Um, and Colin Wilson, I, I think we better come to the realization that Colin Wilson won't be with this team for quite a while. They uh, haven't really done or haven't really said much about his injury. And every time that they do, it seems to be worse and worse and worse. And now he's having surgery on a lower body injury. And if that doesn't make every male out there cringe for what it could be, um, I don't know what will, but I guess be ready for not having Colin Wilson for a while. So uh, if you're a Colin Wilson fan, I guess you're going to have to root for somebody else for the time being because he's month to month. Who knows when we'll get him back so we can kind of forget about Colin Wilson and he'll be uh, a cheerleader on the sidelines for now. So uh, that's pretty much what summed up Coach Bednar's press conference and coming up we will get into uh we played uh Kel McCarr was on the NHL network and they had a short little interview with him so uh we're gonna play that here in a couple minutes so but first we have to mention our sponsor DoorDash and you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. If you're listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. But right now, download the DoorDash app, enter the promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and put an order for $15 or more and you get $5 off. So Camel Carr is obviously the darling of the NHL right now. Um, everything he seems to touch turns to gold. So, of course, the NHL Network uh, brought him on to do a short, quick little interview with him. And let's take a listen to that right now. Uh, there's so many aspects to your game, the high hockey IQ uh, at such a young age. But for me, it's, the wow moment is your skating ability. Uh, where, where did you develop that skating? And for the boys and girls out there watching right now, uh, what advice would you give to them for the youngsters out there that want to improve their skating, that want to be the next Kale McCarr? What advice would you give to those guys watching? No, for sure. I mean, I think, honestly, a lot of it just I started at a young age and um, a lot a lot of the stride just came from um, natural abilities, but that, that's not to say that I didn't work on it at all over the years. I mean, doing a lot of power skating, whether it's with my teams or with my brother and stuff, and um, you just kind of work at it and just kind of find the stride that you like. 
You're great in the Alberta Junior League, but then you go to college hockey. You're outstanding there as well. Maybe take us through. We've seen, continue to see record numbers of players transitioning from college hockey uh, and then going on to, to the bright lights of the NHL for very successful careers. What was it about college hockey that was so intriguing to you, and how did that help your development arc for you to seamlessly walk in to being a star at the NHL level? Yeah, for me, there, there's so many pros and cons for both routes, whether it's major, junior, or college. But I think for myself, I found that college would be a better route, give me a little bit more time to develop and kind of find those skills that I needed to, to move to the next level, whether it was playing against bigger and older guys every night or just having more time to physically mature in the gym and off the ice. So um, I think my two years at UMass were well spent, and I can't thank them for, enough for what they did for me there. Cal, I love what you guys are doing down there in Colorado. I think it's awesome you guys are here last year. Obviously, you're building on that. If you had to put one thing you guys could need to do better to kind of take that next step and, you know, maybe go a little bit deeper into playoffs and continue this regular season you're having, what, uh, what's that one thing you guys need to improve on? Probably be healthy. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we got a lot of guys out right now, but um, uh, I think at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to consistency. We have a lot of games where we're up and down, but I think it's just going to be playing well consistently uh, defensively every night and having guys uh, contribute offensively every night as well. All right, so he already sounds like a veteran. Even just the way he, he interviews and he conducts himself in an interview, he sounds like he's been in the league for years. Uh, I loved the first question asked of him uh, was, what, do, what advice do you give kids? Or how, I remember verbatim how he worded it, but what advice do you give like young kids listening who want to be the next Kale McCarr? Dude's played 30-something games and – People are already wanting to be the next Kale McCarr. But that's the world that we live in right now. Uh, you know, if you're the the hotbed item, I remember when um, Steph Curry came on the scene, everybody's got Steph Curry jerseys. So it's the, this is what kids do. They they latch on to the, the, the person that's really not that much older than them, um, and they look up to them. And, you know, that's we all did it as kids. And you kind of have to, 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 to see that side of – of his his fame right now is yeah there's young people out there that want to be the next Kale McCarr and I never really thought about it until this guy asked the question so um, obviously when asked what the one thing the Avalanche need to do it's the the age old age old as in this year uh, issue with injuries so um, but I, I just listening to that if I played that for someone and didn't tell you who it was you probably would think it was a, a NHL veteran, which I just got a, for some reason got a kick out of how he just conducts himself like a consummate professional. And he's what, 21 years old. Um, superstar written all over him. So a couple more uh, areas of business to do before we wrap this one up, we will do our three stars of the week and we will look at the Toronto game, uh, which is going to happen tonight up in Canada. So we'll do that in a minute. All right. So getting into our three stars of last week, not named Nathan. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't want to just go off of stats. Um, and I think with the third star for me, it, he hasn't really been lighting up uh, the NHL, especially the avalanche this season, but he's a, he's a good young player and we have him, under contract for a long period of time. We got him in the Duchesne deal, and Sam Girard, while he's not 
filling up the stat sheet, got into a fight the other day against Chicago with DeBrincat. And just the fact that he did that alone, he's got my third star of the week. Uh, Sam Gerrard is a, a not a fighter. I'm not going to, you know, anoint him a lover, not a fighter, but um, he's a little guy and he picked uh, a little guy to fight with. So I guess, you know, that is maybe the best decision that he could have made. Um, but I just love that maybe he was just getting frustrated that the Avalanche are scoring left and right and he's not really involved in, in, in terms of uh, getting a goal or getting an assist and getting on the stat sheet uh, involved in that. Probably not. I, I think there was some nitpicking going on between the two of them and he just had had it, which is why most fights start. Um, I just love it. <laughs> I love the little, the feistiness in him because you don't really see that too much. Even when he scores, he's so calm, cool, collected. Uh, the, the year that the first year that they had him and they had that, game the final game of the season against the blues winner take all in terms of going to the playoffs and he hit a slap shot that scored a goal and there was so much emotion written on his face that you don't see all the time from him so it's awesome when guys like that and that's fine i'm not saying everybody has to be over the top you know ovechkin-esque when you score and have that much emotion but when when it does come out in these guys in these calm docile guys it just makes it all the all the more awesome and better. We might not see Sam Gerrard get into another fight for another couple of years. It might not happen. But he did it. It was a good fight. I'm not going to say who won or lost. I'm not going to give the tail of the tape. Don't care about that. He got into a fight. Good job. Um, second star goes to Nazem Kadri. Three goals on the week. He He's been playing very, very well lately. And his stick handling has is... I. I I don't want to say it's improved, but um, it's just something that I didn't know he had in him. He's making some insane moves out there and just making defenders look silly. Uh, and some of them, you know, he's not getting goals on, but wow, he's really turned up his game. He's had these this roller coaster type of season, started out a little slow, picked up, kind of dipped down again, and now he's coming back up again. So, you know, everybody wanted to look at how his play translated into the Colorado Avalanche system. Um, overall, I think it's been a, a success to this point. And everybody was watching him as like the key piece to being the secondary scoring. And he has been. I think players like uh, Burakovsky and even uh, Belmar have kind of overshadowed Nazem Kadri because I think it's expected of Kadri. With the guy like Burkowski, nobody's really expecting him to do this well. So Burkowski is getting all the accolades, and Kadri's just hanging back. He's doing his thing. He's not causing a scene, um, and his play has been really taking off the past week or so. And how can you not give the number one star, even though he played one game and he only played two periods, to Miko Rantanen? Uh, Four points in those two periods, three assists and a goal. Take the third period off, Miko. We don't need you. Um, and it is it is what it is. That's nothing more really needs to be said uh, because he's he's a man possessed right now and he wants to get back into the swing of things as quickly as possible. Because I feel like he's I feel like he's feeling like he's missed out on a lot and he has. So um, those are your three stars for the week. The highly coveted. 
three stars of last week. Not named Nathan. I don't have anything to hand out, although I probably should make something so I can mail these guys some sort of maybe like... How about a, it's the Christmas season. How about the Jelly of the Month Club? They all get the Jelly of the Month Club, like Christmas vacation. So, All right, so looking forward to tonight. Avalanche, obviously are up in Canada, play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pretty familiar with Toronto as we played them not that long ago and right around the time when the Maple Leafs fired their head coach. I uh, started the show with a firing, and we might as well end it with a firing, although it happened a couple weeks ago at this point uh, when Mike Babcock was let go. And since that time, the Maple Leafs have really turned it around. They had lost, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. They had lost six in a row. And I don't remember the exact date when Babcock was fired. I don't, the, the, the sixth game of that six game losing streak was against Vegas. And I don't know if it was uh, after that loss or somewhere in between during that six game losing streak. But regardless, since he's been let go and over the past one, two, three, four, five games, they're four and one. One of those wins, obviously, is against the Avalanche. Uh, they beat the Coyotes, the Avs, the Red Wings, lost to the Sabres in a shootout, and then beat the Sabres in a back-to-back. Uh, lost in Buffalo, won at home. Um, they are, as, as of this recording, they're playing the Flyers, uh, on the third. So they are now, actually, let me check that score right now. If you can hold tight real quick, because it's, I don't think that game is over, but it did start a couple hours ago from when I'm recording this. So they're playing the Flyers. And right now they are, where is it? It is over and they got crushed. Six to one, uh, the Flyers beat the Maple Leafs. So they are coming off a loss then for the game tonight. Um, so they're obviously going to want to get back on their winning ways, especially after getting blown out uh, on a six to one win for the Flyers. So, in terms of stats, uh, obviously Austin Matthews is their leading point scorer. He has 31 points, leads the team in goals with 16 um, assists. Riley leads them with 17 assists. He also leads them in penalty minutes with 18. And if you care about plus minus, Justin Hall is their leader in plus minus at a plus 10. Guess who's at a minus 10 for the season? Our old pal, Tyson Berry. Uh, he played pretty well when uh, they came to when he came back to Denver. I know he scored a goal. I can't remember if he had assist or not, but... Um, he got off to a wickedly slow start, picking it up a little bit right now, but um, he's got a ways to go if he wants to get that plus minus, if, like I said, if you care about that stat. So the uh, the Maple Leafs have firepower. They, you know, Austin Matthews, like I said, 31 points. William Nylander with uh, 22 points on the season. Morgan Riley with 20. Tavares has 20. Mitch Marner has 18. And Mitch Marner, just a little side note, um, his agent is the same as Taylor Hall. And we all know how the Mitch Marner contract negotiations went down. It pretty much went right to the wire. Once his got done, that's when Nico Rantanen's got done. So if that says anything about the Taylor Hall situation after this season, if he gets traded, I don't think you can hang your hat on 
him signing a contract wherever he goes because I don't know the name of Mitch Romano's agent. I just know that they share the same agent. And from everything I hear, he's the type of guy that does not like to have his clients sign middle of the season. So just a little side note on Taylor Hall and something to take into account on if the Avs should bring him in. Just another cog in the wheel. And it's a big wheel. So uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, let's see what the Avs can do tonight up in Toronto. Uh, hopefully we get some guys back. I can't imagine Landon Scott would play tonight, but hey, if, you have, if it happens, it happens. If not, we'll probably see him in Boston, like I've said. So that's it, guys. Thanks for hanging around, listening to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget those smart devices. Just say, hey, smart device, play the latest Lockdown Avalanche episode. Boom. Start the time. That's it for tonight, guys. Go, Abs, go.